Welcome back to the Turn on the Music podcast. We are up to episode 23, and we are going to be talking about a new album that came out, uh, was it last week? I think it was last week, by Victor Wooten and Steve Bailey, but to do that, I need to have my faithful compadre, Mr. CJ. How are you, sir? Good. And who are you again? What's your name? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Kyle. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kyle. (laughs) Guys, the guy, the, the person I speak with every week <laughs> who apparently forgets who he is. His name yeah, is Kyle. yeah, yeah. It's all so. the brain stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, you know, it is what it is, you know. How is that? Yeah, it is. How you doing? How's it going? It's uh, it's going. It's been it's been crazy lately. Um, so you know a little bit about my sleep issues that I've been having. Right. Um, my symptoms have gotten like way worse um, the last couple months. So luckily I have um, uh, a sleep test study thing to get a CPAP but um, I'll be honest like these these last couple months uh, I've been forgetting stuff and um, like just weird memory things going on Um, so I've been fighting that and uh, yeah but other than that things are good I mean I'm tired as always but you know I'm I'm used to being tired so how about you sir how you been well first I totally understand that because as I you know mentioned I've I'm in a similar situation. I do have sleep apnea mm-hmm. that I deal with. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, when you're sick, it's very hard to use that machine because you're congested and it's not going to do anything. Yeah. And the past couple of weeks, I've had sinus infection and, you know, my household, we just got over COVID. So we're, we're congested because mm-hmm. we have that variant. And uh, it's it's a tough thing. I've, I've been there. I remember, well, ironically, I remember not remembering <laughs> having <laughs> situations where I couldn't remember something. And I, so I totally yeah. feel that totally get that. Yeah. I have to say the results to my test were alarming. I, I stopped breathing 78 times an hour. That's severe. And my blood oxygen falls down to 60% when I'm sleeping. Yeah. That's like, it's crazy. So like that makes sense. Like now I know why I'm forgetting things. Now I know why I'm struggling to play the piano. Like I'm sure my vision's part of this, that whole thing too. So yeah, uh, I'm excited to get it fixed. So end of the month, I've got a test, and then hopefully we'll be back on the mend. So, so, so we're we're just advocating for the fact that you'd be surprised. You know, I'm used to not sleeping a certain amount at night, and right. from growing up, I just never slept well, and that was for other reasons. But as you get older, whether it's a weight related thing, whether it's a um, mm-hmm. something else, because it could be, you know, some completely different and complete. Un- I know people that are half my size that have it. And it's just because of something else yeah. that's going on. Um, you know, if you're having sleep problems, definitely. Uh, yeah, I got friends at work who are like pencil thin, run every day and and they've got it. So it's and, and the weird thing is, is like this is the sort of thing like I'm sure I've been dealing with this for years and years and years. And I just haven't realized how bad, you know, and like with my dogs, my dogs are very regimented. We have a, a very strict schedule. You know, they're in bed by nine o'clock. I'm usually in bed by 1030. We're up at 630. So it's not like a lack of sleep time. It's just a lack of good sleep is, the, is what's causing right. the issue. Right. So, right. You know, uh, do, do you, um, you know, I've spoken that I have tinnitus. Have you felt anything in your ears at all? No, nothing in my ears. I do. I have noticed that every once in a while, I have like a very, very dull headache. Okay. Like not a not a lot, but like just you know, like it just kind of feels like it could almost be a headache, but not really. When um, not when you're waking time. up or uh, just during the day, like, oh, okay. like there are times where I wake up with extremely bad headaches. That's the lack um, of oxygen. That's the lack of breathing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, and I, I that I think also depends on how you wake up and when you wake up in that cycle. Right. So. Um, 
th- that's a rare occurrence, but yeah, and and I'll, I'll tell you, I have wo- I've, I've woken up gasping for air, you yeah. know. So it's, it's it's scary. It's scary. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. And I, scary. I learned last night. I was the night before um, that. So so a lot of this is can be caused by um, like fat around your neck can collapse your airway. But what I didn't realize is that because everyone says, "Oh, just lose weight and you'll be better," but when you have sleep apnea, your body um, secretes cortisol, so your body holds onto fat more, so it it's harder to lose the weight. So it's you know it's all this kind of yeah. weird cycle and and oh, it, it, so. and that's one of the things that I've spoken about to my ENT, who happens to be my the person that deals with this, and he said the exact thing. He goes, "You have to lose weight, but I understand you're in a vicious cycle because." If you don't go to sleep and you don't get that REM, your body doesn't get to the mm-hmm. point where it can start the metabolism process during the night. Exactly. So when you wake up, you're like you said, you're in that weird cycle where you're never really. You can lose weight. You can change your diet. You can exercise. Mm-hmm. But because yep. of that, if you try to get yourself back to a normal regimen, you're right back into gaining weight because you're because you're sleep apnea. Exactly. Yeah. No. It's yeah. I'm. It's tough. I'm actually down like 15 pounds since the beginning of August. Awesome. So that's a good thing. That's awesome. So, um, yeah. Very yeah. cool. So what do you listen to these days? Let's get back on the music. I paused because I fell asleep. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, this, so due to, uh, to COVID and having to quarantine, I have been working remotely, so I haven't like been in my car driving, which is where I tend to listen to my music mostly. But the past couple of days, I, uh, for fun, threw on Kyle's uh, Guilty Pleasure. Nice. His, uh, Car- Carly Rae Jens- Jensen. Carly Rae Jepsen. Chip Jepsen. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then I, who I used to listen to this person many moons ago, Josh Stone. Now, the yes, album you, that... You I, sent me that. I haven't had a chance to yeah. listen to it yet, but you did send that to me. I, f- not that I... F- forgot about her because it's like you listen to them and you're like oh no that's great but you for i, I don't want to say that forgot but i guess so yeah because i um i was introduced to the album introducing josh stone was the name of the album i remember the art because it was like the back of her and there's like graffiti all over the album and i forget who did it it, it may have been my my dad who picked up the cd because you know there's a half naked girl on it probably. Uh, <laughs> and he was like, Oh, you should listen to her. She's very talented. She's from the UK and you know her, but her most recent album, which I think was either 21, 22 is a jazz R and B album. Whereas the, the one that I was talking about introducing Josh stone is a pop album and does have more pop feel to it. And, you know, has some, you know, she has like Lauren Hills on there rapping. Yep, and Lauren Hills on yeah, it, that's yeah. actually a great song. That song, Music, I think it's called. Uh, yep. And uh, if you have it up, can you, you want to play? I do. Play, yeah, play a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, music. Yeah, play a little bit of music. Now I know I own everything to you, music. I'm so in 
to the record just drag You are my sunlight, you are the one mic that sounds so sweet Cause the beat just inspires me, oh No limit to your mind Your endless love is open to every race and kind Could it be your blood rose golden? really good and her because of her her most recent album like i said is a more of a jazz r&b album there's a bigger horn section Hmm. and you you know like i i i didn't listen to the album i was i'm gonna go back to it but the album name is never forget my love which is a 2022 album but I think I listened to the first like song or two and you can definitely feel there's definitely more horns in it. So um, yeah, let's take a listen to. Yeah, let's 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 let's, let's try that again. <laughs> let's tr- <laughs> let's listen to the title track. Never forget my love. Can I remind you about the time you insisted upon being mine? I was taken aback. I know I've heard of her before. I don't remember ever listening to her though. Well, but you also remember like her her previous stuff, and I don't. This is not a bad thing. I don't mean it's a bad way because I do like her previous stuff. A lot of it was popish, you know. Mm-hmm. So you may have not gone to it. Like even the next album, 2011 LP one, was still considered pop. But let's let's you know. And then I skip to 2015. Water for your soul is now an R and B and soul album. So she transitioned at some point her music, you know, and I and I feel like even in her pop. So the one before that is called Soul Sessions. It's still pop, but you still can feel the soul and the R and B in it. She probably yeah. just you know, but now you know what do you so the, the, that horn section, mm-hmm. horns or electro or electronic. I think electronic. That right, it sounds electronic to me. So I'm going to listen to the mm-hmm. album. Anyway, just she happened to come up, and and I always liked her voice, and I I, I wanted to see all the other albums that she has out, and I'm going to you know take a moment to to listen through them, and that's kind of really what I was doing was just kind of playing that stuff in the background. And I know I asked you earlier about uh, instrumental stuff, like a couple like it was yesterday. And I was like, industrial. <laughs> you're, you're like, you're yes. like, what the what the hell are you talking about? So, <laughs> the reason why I say that, I, if you, if any of you out there are, I don't want to say, I don't know if you're necessarily history buffs or you're interested in the the random things that happen in the past. We all have heard of Chernobyl, um, and mm-hmm. uh, they did a short series on HBO. Uh, and it was, I thought it was very well done. And someone told me to watch it. 
and I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to watch it. What is it, what is it going to be about? And it's not that many episodes, but it's, it's just really well done. And the, the, of course there's music composed for it and I'm not, I'm going to say her name wrong, so I'm not going to even attempt it, but it's Hildor and then it's G U O N A D O T T I R. And there's some uh, accents and a couple of letters. It has a very industrial feel to it. Uh, I, you're sharing your music right now. I don't know if you have it up, but I don't know if you want to, Yeah, I do. if you want to just grab one of the tracks. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of this, this type of composition. They're not long tracks. It's not like they're 10 minute songs because they're written for the show, but she's very talented. So I don't know if you, like I said, grab whatever song on, on the thing and just play it and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. very minimalistic in yeah. a sense yeah. now just to show what she's done that you would never know that she's done she did the original motion picture soundtrack to the joker movie oh okay yeah so and i don't know if it's multiple composers she also did sicaro the day of the uh the dead the sold out the uh the pick the movie sicaro and she's she's composed on battlefield 2042 video game okay so she's 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 done some stuff yeah. you know uh i just i happen to like that weird not a hundred percent minimalistic but it, mm-hmm. you know it's you know that type of thing so yeah yeah you know um yeah that's kind of what i was doing like a little bit of your uh your weirdness uh <laughs> coming back across an old voice that I used to listen to and um you know listening to some of the the weird abstract stuff out there nice yeah. how about yourself well it's been interesting because we've done two episodes where we had interviews and it stretched out to 3 weeks so I wasn't pressed to listen to anything for the podcast so the stuff that I've been listening to has been, you know, not podcast related. So, but yet podcast related. So, um, we mentioned the aristocrats, um, a few weeks ago. So I've been doing the aristocrats a little bit, um, nice. with Guthrie Govan and, uh, getting into some of their stuff, um, which I'm enjoying. And then, uh, I got back into Robert Randolph and the family band. Um, and in fact, I actually mentioned it to you before we met with, uh, with, with Darren last week. Um, I might need to change my favorite album of Robert Randolph to Colorblind because I've been listening to that nonstop. Um, so there's two really great songs. One of them is called Blessed, which I'll play just a little bit of. One 
life Born into his living Silver spoon he's given And not one single care Another child so this is the album that's got Eric Clapton on it. Um, right. So this is a really great album. In fact, you know about this. Uh, I was in a car accident recently. I was listening yes. to this album during the car accident, actually. Uh, Were I, you really? Yeah, I just turned it on. I turned the corner, and then I got hit right in the middle of the first track. So, um, but yeah, that was... Uh, that's too funny. So um, funny, funny story. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Tell you for no, a you, no, no, no. You do your story, because I'll... <laughs> So funny story, I, 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 and this just happened. I, I was looking. Kyle texted me, and and the pictures of his car is like you know, of course concerned because it was it was a bad hit. Like that was a bad hit. I yeah, mean, it was. It was a bad. Uh, hit. It, it it you could see in the picture that it messed up your frame of your car. Oh, it sure did. You know, yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. get out of the out of the, the driver's side. I had to crawl over the passenger side. Yeah, uh, I hit my head pretty good, uh, and it was funny because the ambulance came, and he goes, uh, "What month is it?" And I go. I don't even know. Like, but then I went, is this my sleep apnea, like memory thing that I don't know what month it is? Or is just me just not knowing what month it is? It's like, all right, it's August. He goes, he goes, do you know where you are? I was like, well, this is going to sound bad. It's like, I drive this road every day. I don't know the name of the road, but I can tell you down there, there's a little Richards, a subway an Arby's, a Jimmy John's and a barbecue place. I said, I'm a fat guy. I know where the food is. He goes, all right, you're good. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So what makes this whole thing fun? That's actually really, really funny. We, we should just end there. Um, I was looking at it. My son, five years old, goes, "Oh no, what happened?" I told him that Kyle was in a car accident. Now, if you're, if you've been around any kid around the ages three, four, five, six on Disney Plus and on Disney, there's a show called PJ Masks about these three characters that fight bad guys in the evening in their pjs and it's it's a it's a cute show it's well done and the the three main evil characters are named romeo night ninja and luna girl and my son saw the pictures and he goes who did that i'm like what do you mean he goes was it romeo was it night ninja or or was it luna girl I was like, oh, I don't know. It's a good question, and I said, I have to, I'll have to ask Kyle. And he, we happened to get on a little earlier today, and and he and we asked him, and Kyle was kind enough to play along and said it was in Romeo and gave him good reasons. And my son's now ready to figure out why Romeo did this. <laughs> and it was just really funny, like the whole week that he he kept asking me about the pictures. He's like, did you find out who? It was? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I told him, I said it had to be Romeo because if it was a ninja, I wouldn't be able to see him because he's a ninja. And it was a guy, so you know, couldn't have been a girl. So right, that's couldn't have been too a girl. Funny. So of course, had to be wrong. Uh, so, so you were listening to your probably your favorite al- album yep. and most memorable now because of the car. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so um, and and, yeah. and the funny thing is is uh, the, the one of my favorite tracks on the song is uh, the ninth track, which features my favorite artist of all time, Dave Matthews. Really. That's so funny. I know you told me it was on the album. I just didn't know that was a song. That's too funny. Yeah, yeah. So, were you listening to that song at no. the time? The <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, so, this is a little bit of Love is the Only Way with Dave Matthews and Rashawn Ross.
So I don't hate everything he does. But but close. <laughs> <laughs> so That's yeah. Too funny. Um, and then outside of that, um, I have a guilty pleasure playlist. Um, and I we had um, a big meeting for work on Thursday, and I just I played the guilty pleasure. It's two hours of like '90s music. It starts with Carly Rae Jepsen's "Call Me Maybe." And then, ironically, I put it out random, and the second track was Hanson's Umbop, and then it went right to uh, All Star by Smash Mouth. And wait, is that song that old? Yeah, Umbop is '97. No, call now, me. Now I think it's early 2000s, but it's mostly '90s stuff. Oh, uh, oh, okay, okay. I was like, is it really that? <laughs> no, that one is. <laughs> no, it's not '90s, but uh, yeah. So was, I got Hootie the Blowfish in there, and Blues Traveler. Spin doctors are in there. I mean, some really good uh, stuff. I like I Blues too. Traveler. I so, do, I mean, yeah. while I call it a guilty pleasure, it's really not because I I like all of it, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. I was okay. I I actually announced it to the entire company that I was listening to it, and to stop by and come in and listen to it. So, that's what I've been listening to. Hey, there's you know, it's it's like you know when we were talking to Darren. I mean, he doesn't know as much as he knows without right. listening to right. it. Without doing his yep. research on it, and 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 you make a you know you've said it multiple times. It's it's not really guilty pleasure if we're not That's afraid right. to talk yeah. about it, you know. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So this episode, I think we, we're both yeah. excited about, um, and and Kyle is definitely the one who's far more knowledgeable about this than I am. So please lead on with this and, and share. Sure. So uh, August 26th, uh, this album came out. Uh, this is uh, Victor Wooten and Steve Bailey. They are two phenomenal bass players. Um, we've talked about Victor a lot. Steve Bailey is his counterpart. Steve is the head of the bass department at Berkeley School of Music. Um, Steve has played with, uh, oh God, I mean, the, the, the list that Steve has played with is crazy. Um, Dizzy Gillespie, Scott Henderson, Leonard Skinner, Jethro Tull, Mel Torme, the Rippingtons. I mean, just the list goes on and on. Uh, Dave Benoit, Larry Carlton, just an amazing, amazing bass player. And he is known for his six string fretless bass. So um, if you picture an upright bass, an upright bass has no frets on it. So you have to know by muscle memory where all of these notes go. And the upright bass only has four strings. Uh, the six-string bass have obviously has six strings, so it's you have to know where all those notes are, and it's a it's a rather big um, neck of the guitar, so you have to have pretty big hands to do it. And he's got really long fingers, and just watching him play, he's known for his two-hand technique, where he kind of hammers on with both hands. Victor's kind of picked up a lot of that. And the other thing that he's really known for, and we might get into this a little bit, um, but he does a technique called, um, oh, what is it called? Virtual harmonics. So um, most people know that you can create harmonics by by laying your finger on the fretboard of the note, and then you kind of pluck it or hit it with a pick, and it makes a higher pitch sound because only part of the string is vibrating. What he has figured out how to do is he actually, on his picking hand, his right hand, he lays his index finger over the string and then he picks it with his um, his middle finger. And what you could do with that is you can actually fret a note and then create the harmonic and then move your hand around so it changes the pitch of the harmonic, 
which is just like I mean, no one has ever like done that like as much as he does. He's kind of perfected the technique, so that's what he's is, known is, for. Would that technique work on a fretted bass? It would, yes. So it has nothing to do um, with the fact that he can slide over the strings because it's no, fretless. No. It's just yeah. the technique itself. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a there's a chance because the frets are there. There's a chance. There's more of a chance of it stopping the pitch, right? Because as it, as you go over the note, you make there's a little bit of, of interference that can stop the actual vibration from happening. Um, but I mean, it, the 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 more impressive thing for me is the fact that he's got six strings on this bass and he has to know exactly where all these notes are. Um, and I, I think you have to. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you have to have a really good ear. Because I mean, on a, on a guitar, if you play, you know, there's there's frets, right? So if you put your hand on the on the the spot where the G would be, like as long as your your string is in tune, like that's a G. On a fretless bass, if you're off by like a quarter of an inch, right, it's either sharp or flat, like right, and it can change the the tone. But the cool thing is, and and this is something that we really haven't talked about. Sometimes it's okay to be a little bit sharp or a little bit flat because it makes the whole chord change. And right. It, you know, even though you're playing the right note, having it slightly out of tune, this is something that we talked about a little bit with the um, the acapella stuff. Having it a little bit out of tune might even be better. Right. You know, so it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, so they formed this group called Basic Streams back in 1998. Um, and it was, um, they led into this um, kind of, Victor and and Steve obviously, you know Steve being the the head of the Berkeley Bass School, you know he is a, a teacher at heart, um, and then Victor of course we've talked about him being a teacher as well, um, you know the two of them kind of use this basic streams as a way to teach other bass players, you know and get other bass players interested in how to learn how to play the bass, so the idea behind basic streams is more of a teaching um, thing. And um, there's a quote from both Victor and and Steve about this new album called Slowdown. Um, but um, the so it says uh, the first of dual meanings is clear about this album. Uh, low down of the bass. Um, so it's if you take the S off, it's low down. But with the S, it's S apostrophe low. So it's also slow down um, offers deeper implications. So what Victor says, as you get older and wiser, you learn how to say more with less. We tell all our students that a, that a lot. Slow down. Bailey concurs, adding, for most musicians, myself included, you spend the first part of your career proving what you can play and trying to innovate and get out, get it out there. So that's very much what I was talking about with Steve with his, his virtual harmonics. Right. And Victor, when he first came out, he was all about this thumb slap technique. technique. Um, so typically when you slap a bass, you hit the string and then you come right back up. So you're actually slapping it and you, kind of, you hit it and come right off. What Victor realized is that if he did that instead of going and bouncing off the string, if he went through the string and let it stop, he could then use his thumb and pluck it on the way back. So what he can do is with the same motion, play two notes. Right. So that's where his technique comes in. So for most musicians, myself included, this is, this is Steve Bailey, for most musicians, myself included, you spend the first part of your career proving what you can play and trying to innovate and get it out there. What this album typifies for me is been there, done that. Now it's about what the least amount we can bring to the music and still make it work. How we can move slower and actually go faster. That's and very cool. That I've, yeah, and that's something that Victor talks about a lot in his interviews. You know, um, how to stay relaxed when playing and how to, you know, let the music. Because if you if you're tense, you can't let the music flow through you. And he's all Agreed. about that. 
So um, it's it's interesting how how all of these guys they're they're on the same page all the time, which is really funny because when um we spoke about Ava Cassidy, yep. they spoke about her rigidness and how she wasn't as fluid on stage as some mm-hmm. singers are. Yet, but her she, technique exa- was right, and that's yes. the thing, and that's the that's the thing. Like she, yeah, it's and it's. It, it, and I'm sure you can attest to this. You go through your training, you learn how to do a, do the perform, play, whatever you want to say, and everybody tells you, uh, you know, there is a technique in the sense of let's say singing, how to sing, but getting there can be different for each person, and everybody you talk to tells you a different way to relax or do this. But there's because it does have it has to do with you, mm-hmm. which which I I think you've said Victor Wooten has said multiple times it's not like I could teach you how to sing or you could teach me how to play piano or French horn or whatever mm-hmm. but ultimately it's going to be me right like I'm not going to play the horn the same way that you play the horn mm-hmm. I'm not going to be relaxed the same way that you're relaxed right. yep. and I think that's that's huge um yep. Being that these are considered like educational, can can we start like backwards and go to like one of their first albums? Absolutely. And and kind of because I'm sure we're gonna hear changes yep. amongst the albums. Um, that's very that's very interesting. Um. So yeah, let's start with the first one. Uh, Basic streams. This is called Cookbook. This is the album called Cookbook. Um, there's some really cool stuff on here. Um, the first one that I was going to bring up was a track called What So. I love looking at album artwork and how they change over the years. Uh-huh. Like that one is so 90s. Whereas the, where the Just Add Water, which is their second album, has a 90s, but that 2000, like we're almost in that graphics field. And then 2022 yep. is like as simple as it can be, but it's far more beautiful yep. than the other two <laughs> <Yep. laughs> so this is the, the fourth track off the album called what so this is about three and a half minutes one up for a a very important reason you know this is something that so there are two bass players and a drummer so the basses are all in the same area they're in the same like spectrum of sound but the most interesting thing i think is despite them first off it doesn't sound muddy um and if you listen there are two distinct sounds you can tell exactly when Victor takes over and you can tell exactly when Steve takes over. And there's a little conversation that's going on back and forth here. And these albums are very much like this. You can hear that difference in tone and the difference in style. You know, Victor's much more slappy and then Steve's much more finger kind of melodic, you know, and chordal structure. So it's interesting to hear that. And, and you can hear that difference once you get to know the two sounds. 
as these albums go through, you can pick out who's playing what, which I think is really interesting. I and and that that comes down to technique, and it comes down to like we were just saying that your your own ability takes over. But right. but back to what Victor Wooten says is we're in a sense. I don't want to say we're teaching wrong, but we're teaching wrong is that we're like, we're going to build a robot. So every student that comes in, we're going to make them do Mm -hmm. the exact same thing. And they're saying, well, that's not the case because when they get to a certain point, they're going to be like, well, I don't have to play it this way. Mm -hmm. So even though they have to learn the structure at some point in our young lives or young lives of, of a musician, they should be allowed to break free from that rigid teaching mm-hmm. yep yeah so that yep. that's that's very interesting so that was yep. off a cookbook that's off a cookbook yep um the next track acoustic brew has got um them both playing upright bass and again once you understand their styles you can easily pick out who's playing what To me, it's just interesting because, you know, these two guys are not known for their upright bass playing, but, you know, even when I saw them, so when I saw them, that, that concert that I, I've talked about in the past that I took pictures at, you know, they both played upright bass. In fact, Victor even played cello, um, but Steve was there um, playing on that on that show, so it was cool to meet him, and um, so, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It's, so, Victor Wooten is a bass player, but not upright bass player yes he's he's known for, he's his specialty is electric bass. right no that I I, that's know, how did, i know I him the chick korea story i don't know if i told, I don't I think you did chick i i don't Maybe I like i know victor wooden as an electric bass. i don't know him as an upright i don't know his right. history enough to know if he had played it that's why i was curious yeah he's he's more he played the cello as a kid i think that's what I, that's what um, i thought right but I mean, upright bass, and I remember there was a there was a Chick Corea his seventy fifth birthday concert. He actually asked Victor to come and play upright bass. And Victor oh, like, I right. I think you did mention this. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's not known for that, but you know, he does play it. Well, um, I mean, not not. I don't play strings, and I I know you probably dabbled. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's the same fingering, is it not? Right. Okay. But again, you got no frets to worry about. It's right. It's you know, it's 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 upright as opposed to sideways. Right. Sure. Which, and it's bigger, so his challenges are reaching around and all that sort of stuff. So there's there's different things going on there. But if you but um, if you had a fretted bass, yeah, I mean the not, strings are the yeah, same, right. you know, and the relationship between right. the the notes, you know, and I mean it's it's all scientific, you know, when it comes down to it. Um, you shorten the string enough, it right. it becomes a different pitch. Right. Exactly. Know? 
Very. So that was from uh, 1998 was when that album came out. Um, The next one came out three years later. Um, This is uh, called uh, Just Add Water. Um, And this is the first track off the off the album called Tropical Storm. So again, you can hear a very clear difference between the two different styles. Um, you know, in the very beginning, Steve was the one that was doing kind of the lead part, and at the very end, Victor was the one that took over. So it's very different style, very different sound. Um, they're playing, in, in, and it was what's interesting is that because um, you know Steve was playing the lead, Victor was playing the the bass line. You know, and then they flipped it. So it's kind of cool to how that all works. It's it's interesting. Like I said, you're you're far more versed in the Victor Wooten realm than I am, um, especially the fact that you introduced me to Bell Fleck and the Fleck Tones and Victor Wooten. It's mm-hmm. interesting to listen to Victor Wooten and Bell Fleck and the Fleck Tones, yep. because even though they're different, there's still certain things that happen within the music that it's like they <laughs> not to bring this up but like it's like they built their own universe of music like you have the mcu for 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 uh the comics and all these other places now are trying to build this universe in the within right. their stuff and it's like bella fleck and the flag tone and victor wound are all connected under this one timeline because there's one thing inside that i don't like how to pinpoint it and whatever i'm not going to do that but mm-hmm. i'm just saying like there's this yeah. one thing that you're like Oh yeah. Okay. This is familiar. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like you said, it's different. It's it's it's. I'm not saying that their songs are the same in any way, shape, or form, but there's right. just something with the production value of it and how it's put together exactly. that you're just like, yep. okay, these musicians are, you know, there. They know what they're doing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, so I mean, another great album. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this one because we have uh, a, a whole album to get through. Yes. So, um, so we'll fast forward uh, 20 years. This one came out, what was it, 2001, I think it was? Yeah, 2001. Um, so 2022, we have Slow Down. And this is a really interesting one because um, he, so he invited some other guests uh, for the other two Basic Streams albums, not nearly as many as he invited to this new one. So this new one has got uh, Bootsy Collins, Marcus Miller, John Patitucci, Oteil Burbridge, um, I mean, just Mike Stern, Billy Sheehan. There's just you know, a, an amazing amount of music. Bella Fleck, Jeff Coffin's on here. I mean, Lin- just Matt White, Mike Stern, all these yep. names. Linda O, who's a cellist. Oteil yep. Burbridge. Yep. Like, it's it, like not knowing the names. And I mean, I, I knew some of the names. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, like. Right. 
I didn't read through it. I just played it. And like the mm-hmm. first song hooks you into the album. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's not really a, yeah, for sl- sure. it's not a, it's a song, but it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely hooks you. Um, in. Yeah. And I mean, just to give you, I mean, you know, O'Teal Burbridge, uh, he is, uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to type in talk at the same time. Uh, O'Teal Burbridge, Allman Brothers was who we played with. Um, John Patitucci has played with, um, where's his list here? Cause I'm going to get it wrong. Chick Corea. Stanley Clark, you know, so he's more of the fusion stuff. Al Di Miola, I mean, and, and and that's the cool thing is like you start listening to some of these these bass players that he's got here, you know, O'Teal Burbridge playing with the Allman Brothers, John Patitucci, you know, so that's you know rock, and then you got um, John Patitucci is more jazz fusion, you know, you've got um, Linda O, the cellist, classical cellist. I think she's I think she's classical. Yeah, she's classical. Um, you know. And you know Matt White playing the flugelhorn, you know it's like, and they got you know Jeff Coffin playing playing saxophone and Bela Fleck playing the you know the banjo. So there's just a huge range of just styles on this album, um, and and the way they start the album, I mean, there's I don't I don't think there's a better way to start an album other than uh, you know Bootsy Collins. I mean that's just I mean the iconic voice of Bootsy mm-hmm. is just like. You know, so here's a little here's the opening track, a little bit of it. Galactic oscillation. Now I give you paranormal observations, baby. Steve Bailey. Yeah. And Victor <laughs> Wooten. <laughs> Basic string. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a basidelic fiend. So Bootsy, of course, is from Cincinnati. He's, you know, just down the road for me, I think. Um, and he actually um, was a, a very instrumental, no pun intended, um, for another group that, that recently launched a new album. Um, let me bring them up quickly before. Uh, a group called Silk Sonic. Have you ever heard of Silk Sonic? Love Silk Sonic. Yes. Um, one of the, one of the coolest things to come out of the pan- pandemic. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Bootsy actually named that group, um, right? So that's Bruno Mars and um, Anderson Pack. Uh, so here's just a little bit of "Leave the Door Open" from them. Just so so good. So I know this is not a Bruno Mars thing, but um, you know Bootsy had a had a big hand in that. So, um, and of course, you know Bootsy is just Bootsy. Bootsy. I mean, he's just amazing. But but listen to Silk Sonic, people. Just go yes, listen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, take a listen to Silk Sonic. So you brought something up about how he brought all these people together, and and yep. once before you you quoted him, and and I would love for you to see this again. It has something to do with where he's humble. He mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing, and he's but mm-hmm. he he knows he needs to be cocky, yes, in order to play. And I think this yep. so, proves it. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that you know what he I mean what he realizes, and I think that what a lot of other musicians who strive to be as good as him don't realize is like he's not intimidated to bring these guys, you know, around with him because he knows that they can't do what he does. And what he does is 
be himself. You know, I mean, Marcus Miller is a phenomenal bass player. No matter how good he is, he can't be Victor Wooten. Right, and Victor and Wooten just can't in the, be in the same yeah. thing. Exactly, right. he can't be him. Right. You know, and I, I remember I, I saw um, Victor open up for Stanley Clark. And, you know, like, Victor's like, I've been, I'm, this was the tail end of the tour. He's like, I watch every show because I love Stanley. He is so much better than I am. I learn stuff by watching him. But at the same time, Stanley is not Victor, and he will never be. But then again, Victor's not Stanley, and he will never be. And that, and I think that's why these musicians will come together with him. Because yeah. they're not trying to, he's not trying to be better than them. Right, he's just right. being himself, and he wants mm-hmm. them to be, like, it, it, we, we are not talking together right now because I want you to act a certain way, and you want me to act a certain way. We want right. each other to be our own person. And that's why it works. And uh, yeah, no. So, so I, I just, I wanted to bring that out because I thought that was, that was. Yeah. Really and connected. I think the other thing that is, I mean, I think part of it is because he spends so much time teaching too. Like he understands that when a lot of other musicians don't, right. you know, he knows the, the, the way to, excuse me, the way to get the best out of people. Right. So, and he, he owes that and he'll be the first to admit it. He owes that to his brother, Reggie. You know, he's talked so much about how Reggie teaches and what Reggie will do is when he's sitting there teaching you, he says he will find the one thing that you know really well, he'll go learn it himself and then use that to teach you music. You know, if you like skateboarding, he's going to learn skateboarding and somehow figure out a way to weave music into it and then teach you how to play music. Right. That's how, you know, and that's how I try to, I, I try to teach that way too. That's so. that. I brought that to the classroom when I was able to be in the classroom with kids. You find what the kid yep. is good at and you mm-hmm. use that to teach with them. And you can incorporate the whole class or just the individual at that yep. time. Yep, absolutely. I know we're going to talk a lot about this when we really do some time on Victor Wood himself, but it's just, yep. look what he does just in the mm-hmm. sense of us talking. So. Yep. Please continue and share. So next track, Home Base, uh, we've we've talked to about him a little bit. Marcus Miller um, is on this track. And uh, again, the cool thing about this whole thing, just like the first two albums, you can hear the tone difference. You can hear um, you know, how they all fit together. It's just, you could, I mean, you can easily pick them out. There's the style difference, the tone difference. And in this one, we've got four bass players. We've got Marcus Miller. We've got Victor Wooten. We got Stanley, uh, Steve Bailey, and we've got uh, John Patitucci, all playing bass. That's four bass players. You know, again, they're all in that same spectrum. Once you start overloading that spectrum, it gets really muddy, but it doesn't, you know, because they know how to deal with it. So here's a little bit of home bass. I listened to this the first few times because I was um, I had my speakers off to the side and I wasn't sitting in front of them so I didn't get the normal spatialness 
and now that I'm using in-ear monitors, I didn't realize the panning that goes on. It's wild. That that was one of the things. I caught a little bit of it only because I was playing through a MacBook Pro and it was like right in front mm-hmm. of me. Um, right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Having having he- headphones on makes a world of difference listening to this. Yeah. Or speakers properly placed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there. I have two speakers to my right in my office. So I actually moved... Um, my my two of my my hi-fi speakers into my office. I figure I'm there more than I am at home, right. so I'll enjoy them while I'm at work. Uh, the next track, the Chrome Addict, um, and I, I didn't. So th- th- I mean, this is this is Victor again being as brilliant as he is. Um, I, I didn't realize, put two and two together, and maybe it's the brain thing going on again. But uh, the Chrome Addict is all about chromaticism and chromatic notes didn't get it but that, that's okay and and you know don't always put it towards your sleep but sometimes it's just you I kyle <laughs> <laughs> but this one of course has got you know some of my favorite musicians it's got bela fleck it's got howard levy on the harmonica it's O'Till burbridge steve bailey again this is a good track and susan hagan yeah this is a really good track so this is called the chrome act so mad at dave matthews i I have to say i i did this so we've we've gotten to a little bit of why i don't like dave matthews here's another reason jeff coffin used to be part of the flectones and he left to play with dave matthews and i'm still not over it (laughs) um you know i i mean yes they brought howard levy back to play with the flectones but jeff coffin is something special i mean he is just i mean i know it says clarinet that's not clarinet that's bass clarinet that's there's some cool bass clarinet things going on there and and Howard Levy on the harmonica, like I didn't hear that when I was again listening in my in my office. Um, but now that I got these in ear monitors on, that harmonica is just it's just another level of goodness to the whole track. It's just awesome, and, and it, it's great. It's funny because I I tried to I played this going into work when it came out, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> this while I was driving, and I was like, I, I need to listen to this at home because yeah. it. it so much like so much is happening but in such a good way that you don't want to uh-huh. miss it and i and right. i was when i was working from home the past few days i put it on as like i don't want to say background music but something to listen to and even then i was like i can't mm-hmm. i gotta put something else on yeah because you you yeah. really want to take in the song mm-hmm. um yep. so yeah it's just it's, some of the songs you're just kind of like like you see you just like you did when it happened you banged yeah. your head on the microphone <laughs> you just want to bang your yep. head on something <laughs> so Yep. And I'll say this, you know, I mean, this is one of the downsides to my car accident is I had that, that thing sounded good, you know, <laughs> and you know, the new car I picked up on Tuesday, was it Tuesday or was it Monday? Monday. Um, it is nowhere near where it, sh- where it should be. So I got a, lo- a long way of upgrades to, to that sound system, you know, and I, I didn't realize I had a, a loaner car before that, you know, listening to stuff. And I was like, oh my 
like I missed my other car, you know. What did you? But, how uh, much did you chain it? The speakers, everything. You put amps in there. Uh, I, I, oh yeah, there's there was uh, all speakers all around. There were tweeters in the door, full amp. Every speaker was amplified, subwoofer. Yeah, yeah that's that's my next vehicle, not my current, because I. <laughs> so. But that I'm already making a list of what I want. But it, it's it's <laughs> amazing I, though. <laughs> excuse me. It's amazing what you realize it's lacking. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, you hear everybody like they change their car systems and they, mm-hmm. they put like, you're not, you're not doing it to, to bring the bass out. You're not doing it to play no. the music loud. You're, you're no. changing it in such a way where you feel like you're encompassed by the music. And yes. that's what this music so, does. Exactly. When, when I was in my car and, and with my sound systems here, it feels like you are sitting in the same room and they are just surrounding you. And you get to hear all the stuff all around you, and it was funny because they, the, when I went to pick up my rental car, it was a BMW, and they were, they were all excited. Oh, you got a BMW? I'm like, eh, whatever, it's a car. I don't care, you know. And I got in the car and I put on the first song. I forget what it was, but it was it was like the like the musicians were so far away from me, and it was like I could hear the distance between me and the sound, and you know, it's just not turning up the volume or the gain, like. You know, there's there's the speakers. Do they just put you in that place? And like, I miss that having that that feeling. And I have to get back to that. So, yeah. I, I know I've said in the past that you know speakers aren't everything, but they make a big difference. But, I have to be honest with you. But it, it, it makes a difference where you are. Yeah, you can get the feel of something, you know, throughout anything you listen to. But it's you said this in previous, and we talked about this previously. You can get a sound on a $10 pair of headphones and mm-hmm. they could sound definitely sound good. But if you yep. take the $10 pair of headphones and then you invest in a hundred dollar pair of headphones, you're going to hear things mm-hmm. that you didn't hear on the $10. Yep. yep. And Absolutely. then as that goes up and up and up the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing in a car. Like it's not that the speakers you're getting on factory are horrible. Right. It's just that you know that you can upgrade them mm-hmm. and yep. get even more. Yep. And, and that's, and it's kind of like this album. Like your mm-hmm. first one to this one, you're mm-hmm. getting even more because yep. he's developed relationships with all these different musicians. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. So moving on, uh, the next track is called Mess That Up. This features uh, Matt White on the flugelhorn and trumpet and Mike Stern also on the bass guitar. So Mess That Up. I, th- I think this is one of my favorite ones, Mess That Up. I need to listen to this album again on these headphones because just, I missed so much. My goodness. So Greg Bisson, that's the one that's doing the little, little scat singing. I had no idea that he was left left and then right and then left and then right. He's I had no idea it was panned differently. Is that because you were listening to those speakers that are to your right? Yes. Interesting. Yeah, because they're both to my right and I couldn't. 
Yeah. No, of course. No, no. I mean, it makes absolute sense. I'm just saying, like, did you listen to it anywhere else and and not hear it either? I had it on in the car with the rental car, and it's just okay. When when they do that, they just makes sense. Yeah. Right back to what you said. The the speaker. Yeah. I mean, that's just a cool track. There's just so much. I mean, that there's that's that's my kind of track. There's a lot going on. It's fast. It's jazz. It's just there's just so much going on. And it's one of those ones that you listen to multiple times to figure out what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, next one, Ping Pong, uh, Edgar Meyer. I mean, another musician that, you know, another genre. It's just uh, so much, so much going on. This is called Ping Pong. stop it right there uh, first off again the panning back and forth blew my mind again um there's just in the last like two seconds um there's this little thing that steve does um it goes boop. that's that thing i was talking about before where um he does the 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 mute or that the, the harmonic sure. with his, thing, yeah, yeah. With his finger yeah. and slides his hand up you can hear it uh this is on a chord actually right here in this little these last couple seconds that boop, yeah that thing right there so sounds like a theremin that's, yeah <laughs> it does and that's the cool thing yeah. is he, like he's able to get that sort of sound right you know right. with without having you know so oh wow it's what it's funny to, to to as you guys know we're in separate states and we're watching each other through zoom um which we're not sponsored by zoom we're not sponsored by zoom <laughs> not sponsored we're not sponsored uh that's a shirt right there, not sponsored. Um, <laughs> uh, and and watching Kyle move and his eyes go, WTF? <laughs> that yep. that happened? Like it's just uh-huh. it's hysterical to watch. It's it's really great. So yeah. I there's okay. So there's one song in here that I I I I think you should skip and play at the end and not tell anybody about it. Uh, it's track number eight because I think okay. it's just a it's. It's just fun, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we okay. could definitely end it and and basically sure what your text was to me when you when you said it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, sure. absolutely. Please mo- move on because you're ha- you're so handling Hotel this Billy. so well. You're handling this. Hotel Billy is a uh, is a song that features Billy Sheehan uh, on the guitar. Um, who else is on this track? Is it just Billy Sheehan? Uh, oh no, Hotel Burbage is on this one as well. Oh, and Linda. Oh, this is what Linda O is on. So, um, just I mean, I mean, this is I mean, this we said this all you do all the time with Victor. It's like every album that he comes out with, there's just so much good stuff on it, and you know he he says it, we've said it. His albums are designed that you listen from start to finish, right? You know, and there's there's so much meaning behind all of this stuff, and that's one of the things that I meant to mention earlier. Um, there's like there's songs like um, Madonna Lee on I think it was is it on cookbook or is it on just Edwater? water i think it's just Edwater. water um but it's it's a 
it's a homage to Donna Lee by Jacob Pistorius, but it's got, you know, some Madonna influence in it. So it's, there's all these little plays on words and like Victor loves doing that sort of stuff. And like he's got, he's got that album, uh, sword and stone words and tones, you know, that there's all these like double meanings and things behind it. Um, so the hotel Billy is a little, um, features Billy Sheehan. So, you don't know Billy Sheen uh, bass player for Steve Vai and David Lee Roth so you know again more genres to throw at you and, and it's you know. funny I, I have listened to Linda O before but I mm-hmm. never assume it's the same person because other people could have the same name so I had to like right. go and check and to see if it was the same cellist and it's just it's cool to see that that mix yep. of musicians play together all right, next track, uh, Patchwork. Uh, this is uh, John Patitucci again, and uh, and Steve and, and Greg. We haven't talked much about Greg Bissonnette. So Greg Bissonnette was the drummer on the first two ones, so he came back to do the third one. And when they went on tour, uh, Greg did the first half of the tour, I think, and then Dorico Watson took over. I've seen Dorico play with Victor. Dorico is one of Victor's favorite drummers. Um, him and uh, Carter Beaufort of, of course, Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so this is called Patrick, which features John Patitucci. so many times but again like that was a clear indication like very very different bass sounds you know and as each one comes in doing a different thing it, it sounds different and it's just like i mean you can sit there and say well you know of course they're different people but if you think about it like it's the same instrument you know like how do you get an electric instrument to sound different just by putting it in someone else's hands it's, i mean i get it you know they, there's different you know different woods that the bases are made out of and they're probably putting through different amps and different processors and all that sort of stuff but it's really interesting to hear the different sounds and and why they change them and i didn't get into this but um victor's sound has changed tremendously since his first two albums yes he went through a big yes. change and honestly i like the old stuff better. <laughs> but 
I know why he's changed, and I, and I get it, and it, and it makes complete and total sense. Um, he used to have this huge rack of stuff behind him, and now it's basically he plays through a Harky preamp and, a, and an amp. I mean, like or a Harky cabinet, but he likes that simplicity. But I like his tone better back in the early days. Yeah, but you bring up a point where, not that I play acoustic guitar, but mm-hmm. if I played acoustic guitar and you played it, and we were sitting around playing and jamming, and I played a song mm-hmm. out, and you're like, like you're, let me have the guitar. You're going to make that instrument sound different than I did. Yep. You know? Absolutely. And and it's the same thing with the piano, too. Like, I've I've played the same piano as other people, and, like, it's a very clear different sound. Yeah. How you attack the key yeah. and how, how your hands relax. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's the same instrument, but, like, just the person behind it. Yeah. And it's not just... It's not just the style of stuff; like it's the actual sound of the instrument. Right. No, that and that's the beautiful thing. All right. So the next track, we're gonna skip the yes. next track because that's the one that you I think do. that'd yeah. be a great one to to end off with. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then track number nine is one that we actually played a few weeks ago um, when they actually released the album. Uh, the 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 pre-release they did this um, uh, called "Just in Time." This features Justin Chancellor of Tool. I enjoy that track a lot. I really do. Yeah, it's a good track. Yeah. Not my favorite. I, I think my, my favorite still messed that up, I think. Yeah. No, I, 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 that one stands out to me just because I, I love the grittiness to it. Uh, it it's, yeah. uh, you know, and it is, it is a lot different than the other tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last track is a track called Slow Down, which is the title track of the album. Um, and it's just Victor and Greg and Steve. And I want to go back and talk about one more thing because I forgot to mention this earlier, but this is a slowdown. goes back to what they were talking about you know what the the thing i read earlier just about you know going through and slowing down and if you listen to the way that the basses are playing 
they are totally slowing down, but Greg is going crazy on the drums, you know, and it's just that juxtaposition of those two things going on is just really kind of interesting. It's awesome. It, it's, a, it's a well done album. It's, it's definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, and I think this, this track and I think this album reminds me. So years ago, Victor had his website. It was um, awful looking and purple, but I loved it. And he had on their um, stories, um, I forget what he called, words of wisdom or something. And in typical Victor fashion, it was just you know these these stories that you know relate to your life. And I remember the the one story was um, there was a guy. He was a, a CEO of a company. He had a really fancy car. He was driving down the road, and he felt something hit his car, and he slammed on the brakes, came out, and there was a kid there. Um, and he just starts yelling and screaming at this kid because he saw that the kid threw a brick at his car. Um, and he starts yelling and screaming, you know, why'd you do this? You hit my car, it's ruined, you know, all this sort of stuff. And um, the kid was sitting there, he was crying. He said, um, he said, I'm sorry, but my brother fell out of his wheelchair and I can't get him back in his car. I just, no one would stop, no one would help me. And the guy was like, whoa. So he, you know, went and helped the, the kid, drove them home. Um, and the, the moral of the story is, you know, don't go through life so fast that someone has to throw a brick at you to get your attention. Wow. I think that this is, this album is like, that's like that story is this album. I think. That's crazy. That that's good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I think that we do too much these days. Cause it's so easy to just kind of, you know, go through life and, and do whatever and, you know, before you know it, you know, I mean, here we are. I mean, it's September 2nd already. I like, know. Kids are back at school. It's it's crazy how fast the summer went and, you know, all and this sort of stuff. It, you know, it, like, it's like that old saying, you know, stop and smell the roses. And mm-hmm. the past couple of years because of this pandemic, which we're quote unquote not fully through yet. There's still stuff going on, but yeah. has... <sighs> There's two ways you could look at it. It, it. it took two years out of your life because you couldn't do much or it gave mm-hmm. you two years of your life to reevaluate what your life is and what you're doing with it. And yep. a lot of the stories that you have coming out of it are people that hit rock bottom. But when they hit that rock bottom, they were like, I really wasn't where I wanted to be. Right. And it gave these people an opportunity to reevaluate. So I, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to make a, a, a great thing out of a really bad situation, but it's slowing down. Like it slowed us mm-hmm. down. The only thing that it did for us in the sense of speeding up, it forced businesses and education to flip how they were doing things. That's where the speed up process is. Mm -hmm. But at that same time that that happened, it forced you to reevaluate what was going on and slow yourself down. You know, like zoom calls are not always fun to be on, but they're convenient now. Mm -hmm. Now I don't have to get in my car and travel to go to this meeting. If I can't make it, you know, maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe it's a three hour trip, four hour trip, and I can't make that three or four hour trip. I can still be there in some way, shape, or form. 
And and I don't have to say to myself, all right, now I got to pack my bags. I got to be out of house for three days. I'm going to lose these three days because I'm going to be away. So I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm going to be. And now you're like, okay, this one I can't make, but I can get on the Zoom and I can be a part of it. So I can still take care of those things or do those things I want to do. It's you're absolutely right. I feel like we are um, we're spiraling faster than we should, mm-hmm. and it's because everybody wants to come out of what we were in. So they're trying to speed up that process, but we still need to slow down a little bit before this to really be to. Yeah. No, it's the album came out at a very, um, interesting time, you know, yep. like, sure yeah, like his, his, uh, his meaning. And it's amazing. Cause every time we talk about him, this is what happens. We get into this, mm-hmm philosophical outlook on how we approach things and it goes to show you how much impact the music whether intentionally or unintentionally can change your thought process Mm -hmm. when just in anything that you do whether it's it's the grand scheme of life or just the little things like you know what tomorrow i'm not going to go do this i'm going to go do that because that'll feel good or whatever the case may be Right. So your initial listening to it was at your place of work with the speakers to the right. So mm-hmm. you didn't get yep. the full exposure of what this nope. album is. And is this yep. the first time you're f- listening to it full exposure? Cause some of your reactions were yes. very, you know, like mm-hmm. first time. And yes. do you, what it, it was, it was very similar to, you know, when I first got into the, when I find that Amber Rubarth album, you know, and I started to realize that like, the inserts are coming from a different spot, you know, right? That binaural recording. It was, and then I went back to Stevie Wonder stuff, and I started like hearing things that I'd never heard before. It's like, yeah, I've listened to this album like eight or nine times at this point, but now hearing it through these these in ear monitors, like which are, I mean, in my ears, they're on the same level of quality wise as the speakers I have at work, but you know, now that they're spaced properly and like. Now I'm hearing stuff that I never heard before. Well, we all know there's a space there between your ears. <laughs> giant, a giant space. space. But uh, I mean, uh, uh, it's it. But it's cool because it's like you're like you listen to it and you're like, oh, no, it sounds good. It sounds good. And then you put the headphones on. And you're like, oh my goodness, it sounds really good. Like <laughs> yep, this is yep. really good. Like and yep. um, I think that's the cool thing about music too is that you can because you can listen to it on any level of speakers or headphones and because you can get mm-hmm. experience from any level of speaker or headphones those ten dollar headphones may make you hear something that you wouldn't have expected to hear and then right. those three four five six hundred dollars seven hundred dollars thousand dollar headphones are going to make you hear it on a, mm-hmm. at a larger spectrum like you're not missing anything you're just you're gaining mm-hmm. everything that's i think a great look right. at is you're, you're gaining everything no matter what you're listening to yeah. it on mm-hmm. yeah Yep, absolutely. So cool. Uh, yeah. And just just because, I mean, you mentioned the lockdown. Uh, I, there was a, a interview that I found of Victor um, talking about what he's been doing. So the question was, how have you been passing time during the lockdown? He said, I've been relaxing for the most part, playing music very little and spending a lot of time with my family, which I haven't previously been able to do enough of. This is the longest I've been home in probably 20 years. So my family comes first. I'm also getting a lot done in terms of organizing my life and my house. And it's funny because uh, 2020, when everything was, uh, was it 2020 or 2021? Maybe it's 2021. Uh, the music, one of the music uh, programs that 
I, I deal with when it comes to uh, schools is becoming fairly popular because they offer a lot of capabilities for band teachers and, and alike within the, 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 the school. And he was their keynote speaker for one of their full day virtual one. And I had the pleasure of being able to sit in and listen to him speak. And that was very him. Like that's kind of what he spoke about. And it's really funny because when he was talking, he's, excuse me, I'm at home, of course, doing this and I'm having work done on my house, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just so, I think for everybody who was there, who they were listening to him because they knew who he was, but that humbling aspect of things, it's like, you know, just like you guys, I'm getting stuff done. So this had to be 2021 because he had people in the house. So I'm sure it was more of a, but you definitely got that impression that he slowed down. Right. You know, he slowed down Absolutely. and, yeah. and you know, he did say a few things about his family and all that stuff. It was very, it was very cool. But, um, this is a, yeah, this was a very cool album to listen to and Damn. definitely want to listen to it again. Uh, either with better headphones, better speakers on my end too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And one of the things I forgot to mention earlier, so there's there's several artists on here, like Bela Fleck, like Mike Stern, Howard Levy, Jeff Coffin. They're not bass players, um, but Bela Fleck played a bass banjo, uh, and Mike Stern played a six-string bass, and Howard Levy played a bass harmonica, and Jeff Coffin played bass clarinet and bass flute. So it's all about the bass on this. On no this trouble? Album, despite no trouble. Oh, man. Did you plan that? Like, was that planned? <laughs> No, no. Nope. <laughs> that was a poorly, <laughs> poorly planned dad joke. <laughs> yep, <laughs> <It was> was. <laughs> Don't start me on and dad said, jokes. Nick will kill me. Um, I heard one earlier, but I cannot repeat it on here. We can, you know, after we're done recording, I can. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny because I was actually doing a little bit of research about drummers. Um, and did you know that most drummers, uh, they name their twin children the same thing? And a one, and a two. Oh my goodness! Wah, wah. Oh, wah, wah. Y- you know what we need after that? The the joke that goes out: uh, two drums and a cymbal fall off a hill. But um, wow, you really do need sleep. No, <laughs> thanks everyone. Tip your waitresses. <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> <laughs> so we just so this is episode twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. We are giving you an episode twenty four, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's just a cool way to round out what we've done. Uh, we'll probably and the talk cool thing bit. is, is for those of you that are sick of hearing me talk, you get to hear CJ talk for a little while. Oh, I, 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 I talk fairly enough with <laughs> you. Do, you do. Uh, and then you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take a little, uh, a break just because we want to um, have a little fun chatting and talking about some things and we'll come back around towards the end of the spook seasoned with a fun, uh, a holiday episode that'll lean us into holiday music and we'll probably have some of our uh we'll try to bring darren back and nick back and rachel mm-hmm. back and uh yep. nickel back and we'll do we'll do some <laughs> 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 that's my dad joke for the night <laughs> uh, so we are going to uh play that song that we skipped because kyle was listening to the album took the opportunity actually before you do that okay let's go um i want to just just for our listeners i'm just curious i know i mentioned a little bit of this to you a couple weeks ago maybe um so one of the things i have some ideas for season two and i just want to see just kind of gauge um interest so you can either answer this question either on twitter or on instagram um, or through our email all of those links are in our show notes 
But just out of curiosity, one of the things that I'm thinking about doing is opening up a pre-show. So I typically get on um, to my computer uh, because of my sleep stuff. My I hop onto the computer early just so I don't fall asleep and miss miss the recording. <laughs> um, and I listen to you know some music while I do that. Um, I was thinking about jumping on a live stream and doing that. And you know if CJ's CJ's got more uh, obligations than I do with his family because it's just me and my three dogs. So um, I have the ability to hop on. So if you guys want to hop on, we could do a live stream. Um, just some things that we're thinking about doing. Um, just if you're interested in that sort of stuff, um, just let me know. I just kind of want to gauge the gauge the interest. Uh, we're thinking about getting together um, a little bit of a Patreon type thing and offering a tier system eventually, because um, I mean, while we love doing this, um, this costs us money. So um, you know, I'm you know we we pay for our podcast hosting, um, we pay for storage of you know the um, the backups that we do and, and the uh, hard drive space and. You know, the, the, the microphones that we use are expensive, you know, and, and when they fail, it's nice to have backups. And as you bring more people in, it takes, you know, the equipment does cost money. So um, not that we don't like doing this for free, but, you know, we also want to kind of break even a little bit. So, um, And if there's any merch that you may be interested in, is there anything mm. specifically that you like? Hats, shirts, because we're, we're yeah. not sure where to go with that. We don't know if we should do full spectrum or yeah. just focus on a few items. And, you know, we've had some interesting quotes and we may actually throw them on the shirts for fun. Yeah. Um, I think that's an awesome question to find out uh, where to go with it. And please keep an ear out or an eye out on social media because we are looking to do something sometime during the holiday time mm-hmm. we're, we're looking to potentially do a live version we'll we'll talk more about that and we may even uh, uh we're looking into potentially working with a charity to, to just raise some money for the holiday time so mm-hmm. keep an ear out keep an eye out as we bring more of that stuff in so yeah any information you can give us what kyle was asking please 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 we encourage it we we want that interaction um uh, this is this is more about sharing with you than it is for us. Uh, we enjoy sharing with each other. We, we, we text all the time about it, but it, it's, it would be great to connect and share whatever you feel you'd like to hear and whatever we yep. can do and the routes that you like to go. Yep, absolutely. So I'm going to read the closing. Yay. Do you remember what you text me? And what? I do. Okay, I do. so yes. after I read the closing, please say what you text me. And play the song because I just think it was a hysterical text and so random. And at first I was like, what the heck are you talking about? So <laughs> Kyle, thank you. This was, uh, this is good. I, I'm, I'm glad we, uh, we took the time to go through this album. Yeah, me too. Awesome. Thank you for listening to turn on the music, the podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Follow us on Twitter at turn on the music and on Instagram at turn on the music podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, Head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music. And now it's time for a little Christmas in August, even though it's September. This is called Silent Night in Tunisia by Victor Whitman. <laughs>